Podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. Dave, hi. Cuz. What's up? And Craig. Caught me off guard. Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards, sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today, ahead of their time. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019, click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. But don't forget, we're also part of the WrestleHub family, all about wrestling podcast. Catch them at the WrestleHub at YouTube and Instagram. What is ahead of their time, guys? Every time Cuz leans back, Waylon Mercy looks like, I got him finally. And then Cuz comes back in, and I'm like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, whoa! That doesn't God, work for me. Of Cuz, everybody. I'm like, Cuz, where are you? And then he comes back, I'm like, oh, thank God. Got him. Took me out to the swamp. Got him. Got him. So these are uh, these are people that I have chosen, uh, and there's many more. Uh, so maybe this could be a multi-parter. Oh. Of uh, there's a lot of wrestlers that come around that uh, maybe you don't remember, or they just kind of were there for like a year or something like that, or a couple years here and there, and just sort of went away. And you bring them up in conversation, you're like, oh shit, I remember that guy. But a lot of a lot of the reasons why some of them like burn bright real quick and then go away was they're sort of ahead of their time. You know, there's a lot of people that we can look back on and be like, wow, if that if they would have debuted that character 10 years later, it would have hit gold or the rest of it's so ready over. And so I feel all these guys are perfect examples. Uh, The the very last person you're going to talk about, people might want to debate me on, but I really feel that his initial run was way ahead of its time, way ahead Mm. of its time. Yeah. Uh, But uh, that's just uh, that's my little definition. Yeah. Craig, anything to say there, buddy? No, I, uh, I, I, I like these guys. I think there's all stories and parallels to, to and, and reasons to give why they are ahead of their time and how they kind of relate to guys now that, that came after them. Um, I'm excited for this. This is some good stuff in here. And Kazaroon. 
Yeah, man. Uh, you can see all the names that we're looking at here, and you you, you see the influence, or you've seen from stars of the future from that era, how they how they greatly influenced uh, a Good bunch point. of the wrestlers of today, and then you know, so on, so on. The wrestlers that they influenced influenced others, and blah blah blah. But yeah, a lot of good names on here. It's gonna be fun. All right, you guys ready to jump in? I guess. Well, sure. Put this on. Why not? Mute, 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 because my phone has had enough of that action. Oh yeah, let's do Just that. Just trying to be trying to be part of the damn podcast over here. Stupid phone. All right. <clears throat> First one is Bad News Brown. He was in WWF from 1988 to 1990. Had a very short run there. Bad News Allen came from Stu Hart Stampede Wrestling in 1988. And debuted in the WWF as Bad News Brown. He was a heel with a no-nonsense type of attitude. He was that lone wolf and only did things that benefited him. I bet that sounds familiar, doesn't it? In the land of cartoon characters, he was the most reality-based gimmick of that time. But he left the company in late 1990 due to to his dispute with Vince McMahon over money and the promise of being the first-ever WWF heavyweight champion of color. I, and also, too, it, it it is so true. Like, when I wrote the notes, I was like, I think that best sums it up. They were total cartoon characters in 1988. Oh, yeah. He Rock was like a reality-based yeah. gimmick. Then they even tried to cartoon him up. Like, he had that saying that, you bunch of beer-bellied sharecroppers or whatever. Like, it's like they had to give him a tagline to try to, like, cartoon himself up a little bit. But he was full-on, like, all dressed in all black. He had, like, a black... Uh, uh, there's black his, black trunks, black gloves, yeah, black, uh, black trunks, bald head black goatee. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaved his head bald, so he looked menacing, and so like what? he just. And so I just, yeah, he was just this, this, and even on heels, there were Survivor Series that he'd be on the team of heels, and they would, you know, misfire, like you know, a, a typical thing that heels do or whatever to get the crowd cheering is like you know the one will hold a uh, face. And then the other guy will go to punch him, but the face will duck and hit the other guy by accident. And bad news would just say "fuck you" and just walk out. Uh, and he yeah. did it like two years in a row. And every Survivor Series, when he was a part of a team, he would be like, fuck off and just leave. Um, so he totally had like this, dare I say, Stone Cold-esque like to him. Like this, you know, don't trust anybody, do everything for yourself mm-hmm. kind of thing, which was Stone Cold. Everyone's against original. me. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone's against me, which was Stone Cold's original concept of the Stone Cold character before it really took off. So Bad News is super ahead of his time because he didn't work out that well because he was just sort of a just a, a, a mean guy. A mean badass that wanted to, and he never cheated to win. I don't ever remember bad news really cheating to beat anybody per se. He probably get DQ'd a lot, but yeah, never, yeah, yeah. And yeah. So he was just he yeah, deliberately he hurt people to get DQ'd, but he wouldn't cheat to win. They wouldn't hide it. Yeah. You just cannot read, bro. You're absolutely right, Sean. You cannot read him. You don't know what is behind those icy eyes. Look at that. The ghetto blaster. Coco, beware! Falls victim. And Pat News Brown, the victor. Yeah, he wasn't like a honky or even like a rude. Rude could fight well, but rude would cheat to win. Rude would be the chicken shit heel when he had to be. Bad News was very straightforward, like just kind of a badass. So much of the fact that you're in a land of you never cleanly beat faces, first of all, if you're a heel. That's just the way Vince did business. And you're never going to beat the Hogans, the Warriors, the Savages clean at all. So they booked, it's like they almost booked Bad News to not be successful, if that makes sense. Like, and then behind the scenes, Bad News has gone on before he passed away on shoot interviews saying that uh, that Vince promised him, you know, I want this character to be badass. I want to make you the first ever, you know, champion of color. I want all this stuff for you. And you're going to feud with Macho Man, which he did. And it was a cool feud, I thought. 
And uh, and it just never nothing ever materialized after that. So I I think there's an interesting choice. I really believe it's because Bad News was probably about I would say almost ten years, maybe eight years before his time. I think if he would have came along ten years later uh, or a character like him, uh, uh, it, it might actually uh, rejuvenate the entire company in wrestling. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. It's probably crazy. I, but, mean, uh, I think I think there's all you know. of that. There's all of that. Plus, I I I don't know why I remember it so much, but. He everybody did the you know the kick in the back of the head which he called the ghetto blaster. Ghetto blaster, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was the best ghetto blaster I, out there. I yeah, mean, I liked he did it. a very good yeah, job good. whacking someone right on the back of the head, taking basically taking your whole body up sideways and whacking someone with your leg on the back of their neck, and then you just cover them. They're knocked out. It's over. That was the coolest move. I thought. I like to call it the Starman because you first saw it in the Nintendo Pro Wrestling, yeah. and so Star, <laughs> Starman always did it. So it was it was Starman, Starman and Starman also did the Brainbuster in oh. in the original Nintendo yes. Pro Wrestling. I forgot about that. I love that game. But he so, was his bio, his his bio on the I network. Stand corrected. Uh, Starman was ahead of his time. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Starman. <laughs> Starman uh, influenced Bad News Brown. Damn it, Starman. Damn. Thank you, Starman. And it's you could tell, like, bad news. He didn't, uh, he, like, like you were saying, if he came eight to 10 years later, obviously, you know, we know who did. But yeah. if he, he, when you looked at him, when you go back and watch the videos, it's like that guy doesn't fit in that cartoon era. He definitely would fit in better in the attitude era. And that ghetto blaster, yeah. I love that move. But I also feel because of how real and mean, uh, bad yeah. news Brown was, he should have done something quicker that wasn't as flashy. I think that was his way of like trying to kind of, I mean, not, he had that move already, but like that well, was the only was thing a, um, that was, was flashy a, about uh, him. Superstar esque. He was a judo practice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he is yeah. a judo yeah. black belt. Yeah. So he, I think he wanted to work in some kind of martial arts ish kind of yeah. feel to it too. But he was legitly a badass. Like, it was still a great move though. There, wasn't there a famous that story that Andre told, told a joke? Uh, and Bad News talked about it and said it did happen um, that had a, kind of a racial overtone to it. And Bad News didn't like it, and he was the only one not laughing. And Andre or someone said something to him, like, oh, you don't think that's funny? And then uh, Bad News spoke up to Andre and said, no, I don't think that's funny at all. And if you keep using that word or you keep using this, the term that he used, he's like, you and I can step outside. And he's like, I'll whip your ass, and you can tell me how you feel. He told that to Andre's face. And he said, Andre, go- yeah, he said, Andre, back down. And Andre's like, I apologize. Sorry, boss, like, or whatever. And, like, he was like, but I'm not afraid of anybody. law. Yeah, oh, calm down, calm down. Like he was, uh, so it's like bad news was legitimately not afraid yeah, of reputation, anybody. Like, yeah, and he would go out there ass. and take care of anybody. So, uh, I, I, I would say that bad news was not afraid to take an ass whooping. You know, no, he'll, he'll do his best yeah. to give it, but if he's going to take it, he's not afraid of it. Yeah. And that's saying something. I'm not afraid to get my ass kicked. Okay. Oh, okay. That, that's just a lot about a person. And just said, I don't like that, that phrase or that word that she used. And I wish he would stop using it to get laughs and. You know, he just pretty much stood stood his ground and challenged Andre, and Andre just said, "Okay, sorry about that." Andre yeah. probably respected it, to be honest, because I'm sure yeah. no one stood That's up to what Andre I would like feel. that. Yeah. And then Andre went and he shit on a hotel bed right after that, so it was fine. Whoa, yeah. yep. it was newspaper. Get it right. <laughs> yeah, it was new laid newspaper down. All right. All right. But his WWE bio said that like he was the the the, the most surly WWE WWF superstar of all time, and I think that's the most a perfect. Surly. <laughs> way to describe him. He was a surly, surly. dude. I mean, he, yeah. he whoever he, wrote that. Hats off to you. And when he when he walked to the ring too, like he the way he jawed with fans and uh, I mean oh, he yeah, was yeah. A, he was a great. great heel and he was an there's asshole. There's a lot of like jaw, but, he was, but he's legitimately know. scary. Like shaking watching, his head, what? Uh huh. Yeah. He would he perfectly walked, walk. He would walk to one side 
so a fan would touch his shoulder. Yes. And you do the jerk, like, get a, what? like, and, like, look at him. But you could tell he veered on purpose because he wanted someone to touch his shoulder. And so and he get off him, and then he would, like, get yeah, in their face. Yeah, look at him, yeah. yeah. So. Love it. Yeah. And now he probably scared. He probably made a few kids cry in his, in his you know, career. Good for him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up. Waylon Mercy in WWF in 1995. Dan Spivey played the role. He was uh, set up as a world-traveled wrestler who had already competed in the WWF, NWA, and all Japan promotions. But this character was based off Robert De Niro's role in Cape Fear. Dan Spivey wanted to wait to make Waylon Mercy a soulless, cold criminal who believes society was corrupt and wrong for judging and punishing him. That sounds like a lot of people right now. Um, his vignettes were fantastic and creepy, which really sold the character and made audiences very uncomfortable. Uh, these vignettes are fire. I'm sure we'll play oh, yeah. one somewhere. Oh, here with their children, with their fried chicken and potato salads and some hot dogs. Surely some hamburgers to go along with all that stuff. I was going to say that, too. Like, everybody talks about very Ramon's creepy. vignettes, which were so memorable. But I think Whale and Mercy's were on par, if not better. Like those were, oh yeah, those were cool as shit. His vignettes to debut, like I loved them. Like unfortunately, because we're gonna, you know, talk about him, he had a lot of injuries coming back, and he really wanted a payday, and he wanted something to happen for him here in '95. But he had uh, Dan Spivey had a lot of hip and knee problems, really bad, and he also abused substances as well. Unfortunately. So he was pretty much at the tail end of his career at this point and uh, couldn't hang. And that's why he only la- he lasted less than a year as Waylon Mercy. But the character was so strong. I think if he wasn't physically broke down, if he could perform, he might have lasted for years because this is Bray Wyatt. Like this yeah. was easily. I mean, obviously, that's the obvious thing. I'm sure you guys were all were thinking it, too. Um, but I mean, and actually, I want to say I read somewhere where you're correct. <laughs> they were in the performance center, right? And Dan yep. Spivey actually he did work in there, and he was talking yeah. with um, uh, I don't, can't remember his real name right now. Bray Wyatt's why am I Rotunda? Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember, think of his I'm, first I'm name. Ridiculous, either. yeah, because I want to remember it. That's why I don't. It's know all it. Isaiah um, Rotunda. It's all Phil. I'm all, that's not <laughs> Phil, okay. Um, Kyle Rotunda. Yeah, <laughs> Jacob Rotunda. So he was in there, and they were he was talking about this character he wanted to do, and and Dan Spivey's just like just like basically told him be Whale and Mercy. Yeah, he's like, why don't you like, do Whale and Mercy? Be like a cult leader slash kind of psychopath, but you believe your own reality. You believe everything that you say. Everybody else is wrong. Everybody else is corrupt. Everybody else is against you because they're wrong. You're not crazy. The world's crazy, and that's kind of what started hatching him and there's so many similarities with the promos oh, yeah. and just the creepy rocking chair promos from Bray Wyatt that this the vignettes one of them that was so creepy he was in a fucking park and yes, he was sitting that's on a picnic weird bench and there was kids playing behind him and he was a fucking creeper just sitting and watching them and he's like all these families come here for these picnics and they have the potato salad yeah. and the hamburgers <laughs> and they just don't know the destruction around them they don't know the evil and I'm like fuck that is creepy as fuck and the kids are all <laughs> like laughing and playing in the and background. It's like, I'm like you're the evil way. Yeah, I'm like you're dude, that's evil. crazy. Like and he, and he did a lot of other on one of them, right? Yeah, he smashed a caterpillar yeah. on his arm or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so good. Like he was that character. Unfortunately, was way better than his physical um, ability at the time. And that's not. I mean, it was years of injuries just catching up to him. But uh, that's why he didn't make it. I can only imagine like what Vince would have done with him because I really believe they wanted to push him and make him this fucking crazy heel. They could have done so much stuff with it, but alas, could have worked was... with Taker, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's why he's he was only on the on... list. 
He was only on one pay per view, and he and he fought. You can you can tell why it didn't work. Like you'd seen him destroy prelims for for weeks, and then he wrestled Savio Vega like in your house three, and it was it wasn't good. Um, yeah. And McMahon was commentating on the time, and it was the opener, oh, and fuck. so oh, it was like, uh, what the hell is this? That's a lot of. That, that, didn't get off that's track a lot here. of strikes. And I want to say, like, I remember, yeah. didn't he have a he had a shitty finisher? Wasn't it just a sleeper? Or something like oh, that. Oh, was, was really it? Not good. Yeah, yeah, it was like a sleeper. That was not good. And uh, yeah, I just feel mm. like I, maybe I it was, was a, a part of both. Maybe he really wanted to push the edginess of it, but Vince is like, no, just kind of your cartoon guy. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I, I really Who knows. I mean, I think it was but, probably his injuries. But I, I think a lot of these, especially the this these first couple here, it really leads you into the into the understanding that vignettes were so crucial and they're sorely missed. Um, you could make an average person into a stone cold killer uh, based on vignettes. I mean, look what it did for you know. I know we go back to this, but you can talk about you know bad news. Probably wasn't the best vignette guy, but but Stone Cold certainly wasn't until he started getting really good at vignettes, and it probably made his career. I mean, vignettes are so important, and we just don't they don't but, exist anymore. But what you could pick up on with bad news that it was his anger and his anger probably yes. the system and everything else, and that that was completely authentic from day one. So when he said Jack Tunney's trying to screw me and everyone's against me, and he had no friends and walked out on everybody, like that was like that was that was Mister Brown talking or like judo bronze medal champ, yeah. like non non current. I miss. I, I, don't, I guess all I'm saying is I miss vignettes. I really do. Yeah. I mean the yeah. one the uh, the Dan Spivey worm one when a caterpillar's crawling up in his arm and yeah. I I don't know whether he, whether he produced it on the spot but he's like I don't like worms touching me and when wrestlers touch me I don't want wrestlers to touch me when wrestlers touch me what's going to happen to them they're going to get smushed yeah there and then you he go. takes his yeah. he hits his palm and like but make sure that it gets squished on it and I was like oh man how many like caterpillars did they kill for that promo yeah but it was uh, it was very funny. It's kind of been and perfect. You felt this. You felt the weirdness and the creepiness to it, just like Jess's uh, park one. Yeah, and his uh, the dyed black hair because Spivey always had blonde hair, and like yeah, it was just really like really fun like to watch him. I remember in '95 because to me wrestling was super flat in '95, and like I remember his character specifically going like I'm I like this guy like it's really good. It's a great character, and I knew who Dan Spivey was, but I was like, man, this is like really out there, and it was. Because it was kind of real in that sense, where it's like I don't, I can't relate to like a psychopath, but like I'm like I would imagine that that's kind of what they look, do yeah. and the, what he does and everything. And yeah, if you've seen Cape Fear, you kind of see that maniac that De Niro plays. He's calm and he's very calculated, which makes him dangerous, but he's absolutely insane. But like, so he's not like a screaming lunatic. Uh, Dan Spivey wasn't. He was very just kind of. Like long, drawn out, yeah. Like I just want to tell the ones you. to watch for. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like yeah, really. Like if you cross me, you're not gonna like it. Yeah. Like you're gonna get a, smushed. Yeah. And he had a tagline that was like "No to me." Like yeah, that was, no it was no almost like Vern, like, like earnest, right. like a creepy yeah. earnest. But he would go, "Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? I'm gonna kill mm-hmm. everyone." Hey I mean. Vince, I had this idea: the Firefly Funhouse. Now get out of here! <laughs> that shit. <laughs> that shit will never fly. Like it'll never fire. Oh, those caterpillars never flew. That's for sure. Yep. Next up, superstar Billy Graham was big in the WWF in the late 70s. Uh, Billy Graham was a muscular, tan, and impressive looking athlete. As a heel, he would talk about how superior he was to all other men and was in better shape than any other athlete in the world. I could think of about three or four wrestlers that took on that same game. Actually interviewing superstar Billy Graham. 
tell me the truth. Are you not mesmerized? Are you are chills not going up and down your skinny little spine? Are your boots not shaking? Actually standing this close to the body. By the way, don't touch me. Don't ever touch my arm. Don't ever touch my body. And to to the point, he, he was loved. He was uh, he copied the quick wit and interviewing skills of Muhammad Ali. But some would say Ali actually copied him. So many wrestlers copied superstars' look and cadence. Uh, Jesse Ventura comes to mind. Dusty Rhodes, Hulk Hogan. I can also even say Rick Rude is an example of of the physique and saying, That's right, you know, brother. I, you know, let me show you what a real man looks like. Um, those kind of things. And even as a heel, fans would cheer him. This is this is where you're naturally. This is probably one of the first versions of naturally getting over without the actual proper push, because people just loved without it. being a babyface. Yeah. yeah. He uh, he loved Ali, Muhammad Ali. He copied a lot of Ali's little quick lines about, you know, uh, too sweet to be sour. Like, you know, and Rhodes was the same way, right. but a yeah, lot. Right. But they all copied Superstar. Like, they, he was so ahead of his time. I mean, like, I, there, I, it's hard to describe without watching him. When he, when he, when he would interview, the way he would clasp his hands together and, and like, you know, show off his muscles. Yeah. <laughs> the way he arched his back. Hulk Hogan promos the exact same way. Oh, yeah. Hogan arches his back the exact same way, clasps his hands, pulls it in. Like, that. This, that is so superstar. And when I first started learning about superstar, I was like, God, he reminds me of Hulk Hogan. And then I had to shake my head going like, well, superstar came years before like Hulk Hogan even defined that character. And mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus Christ, Hogan just blatantly ripped him off. Like his movements, like his, this, the way he stood, his cadence. Uh, Ventura took, you know, like the, uh, the boas every now and then superstar wear boas. It wasn't all the time, but sometimes he did. So Ventura took that, the mustache, the Ventura, the blonde hair, like Ventura completely copied him too with the yeah. tight eye tights Ventura copied. And uh, there were so many people that were influenced by just the look of Superstar. Mm-hmm. And Superstar was so good on the mic. It wasn't the best pro wrestler, but you don't have to be. Hogan showed us that. And it, it Brother. I, every time I watch Superstar, especially when he shaved his head and came back bald, that I mean, he was so bloated and big. His interviews, you can put them side by side. And I was like, Jesus, that is Hulk Hogan. That is Hulk Hogan copied his stance, everything. The angle that he turned and faced the camera, the way he talked. Like it was Hulk Hogan just literally copied him, and it's w- crazy to watch. Back then, Vince Senior was so hell bent on not turning him face because I guess that's the reason why Superstar left after a while. He was champion for like ten or eleven months, which is a long time for a heel back then because WWF had always been known as a face company. And when he lost to Backlund, he was like, "Cool, you could turn me face now." And Senior's like, "No, you're a heel. You're never gonna be face." That's what I was saying. Like yeah, the, there was never, was like there was bullshit. never the, like, there was never the natural organic uh, turning face uh, where the fans could do it for you. Then those days, it was decided whether you're going to be turned or whether yeah. you're going to debut as a baby face or whatever. Vince that happens a lot that. now. People naturally get over and and, yeah. and they, they allow it to happen, but that would never happen then. Again, the tribute to ahead of his time, he was getting over naturally, and they didn't like it. Yeah, they, no, and Senior was very like firm with him. Like, no, you're a heel. That's it. Heels talk about themselves in an arrogant way. Heels say they're the best looking person, not, you know, but it's like, look at The Rock. The Rock is a fucking heel, but when he was faced, oh my God, like, he's the most popular guy in the world. The Rock says. Oh, The Rock says. People like confidence, and it just, all you got to do is tweak it. It really just is who you're feuding with. You could be the same character, but if you just say, and, uh, you know, I do this for the fans once, like, then people are like, oh, he's a face. 
Like, and that's all Superstar wanted. And the so he left change. actually and went to the NWA and came back and was never the same and stuff. But that's he left that first time after because he was like, well, you don't want to turn me face? I'm leaving. Like, I don't even know if he went to the NWA. He was a face there, actually. Yeah. When he went to NWA, he was the face there. And it was like Vince Didn't Sr. Work? kind of blew it in a weird way. Like, he just didn't see it. He wanted yeah. the Bruno Sammartinos and the uh, Bob Backlunds as a champion. He it's hard to imagine that now. Those yeah. guys are the faces. I would never have cheered for them. Like, it's, I don't know why it's Right. They would me. get booed yeah. now, you know. Like, and, but They're the Daniel Bryan. They didn't. And it's like, yeah, I just, I, I get what... I understand what Senior was thinking at the time, but it's like you look back, you're like, Jesus Christ, this guy's right in your lap. Like, he's a box office draw. Like, everything about him, he looked fantastic. He's way, he was way ahead of his time. I mean, he influenced people that could actually, you, you know. Hmm. Could, you, could you argue that Superstar set the pipeline for Hulk Hogan because obviously Vince Senior screwed Hogan, up? Brother. And they you know and then and then Vince Jr gets a guy like Hulk and realizes like I'm going to try it this way in my fantasies uh when I am <laughs> sitting down interviewing Vince McMahon about his career and his life cuz he would let me do it um, yeah. I you would ask that yeah, question I don't want Go yes ahead, because and that is one of the questions I want to ask him because you know, a lot of other people ahead, ask just silly obvious questions like you know but I think like I want to know your what greatest makes... achievement Vince Shit well, the fuck out not even that just like so <laughs> we're, 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 like, we're really what really happened with Hogan and Brett at Mania Nine? Like you know, stupid oh, shit. God. Which I yeah, might ask that. I might ask that too. I'm gonna be dead honest. But um, but I want to know. Like, did you? What did you see? You obviously were so passionate about buying the company from your father. What did you see that he was doing wrong? Not that Senior was a failure because he was hugely successful, obviously. But I mean, like, what did you see that you knew you wanted to change? What did you feel? Was it Superstar? Was there something about Superstar that you would have been like? Turn that motherfucker face. I guarantee you, Junior would be like, yeah, like, I, yes. When you see money and you see the fans cheering, you go get it. You just turn him face and then he's your guy. Like, how how could he not be? Like, I, I, I'm i curious. Maybe he might be like, no, I agree with my father 100%. Like, <laughs> fuck Superstar anyway. Like, yeah, oh, fuck okay. that bitch. But like, yeah, but when you look at Hogan and what Hogan became, that the was Superstar. Brother. That Superstar could have done that in the late 70s, early 80s. But alas, like... I'm glad it didn't happen. We all know. Know. we all know Superstar took a time machine to the future, saw Hogan, ripped him off. Went back <laughs> yeah, ripped him off. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Well, he actually told me, brother. He said, you're Hulk Hogan in the future, brother. I mean, he was an extension. I mean, it started with Gorgeous George, and then, but Billy Graham, I think, from him, you have offshoots of Andre, Savage, Hogan, and even before that, Ventura, and anyone that was that was flashy and tanned and blonde. He just influenced so much like and he also took the hit and experimented with steroids and learned what uh, yes. probably how right. how much you should or should not take uh, for many other people to come after him. Yes. And then he yes. also skipped every single leg day. If oh, you yeah, watch yeah. if you oh, watch shots of yeah. Billy Graham. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. no leggies. From waist up. He's absolutely jacked. And he, uh, <laughs> he, he leg day was not. But like. From the gorgeous <laughs> Georges and stuff like that, and the Playboy Buddy Roses, they were arrogant, but they had normal bodies. Like he was the first yeah, or even pudgy ones, was, yeah. Like he was yeah. fucking huge, and he was just yeah. like, "I'm better than you." And fans yeah. would get mad at him, not because yeah, like I'm in better shape than you. How dare you? You know what I mean? Like yeah. he you was right. Playboy Buddy Rose or whatever. And the, I, I have a better body. This, than you. This, uh, this year, Graham, people Hogan would get mad. Is... People would get mad because he was in good shape, and they were like, "Well, fuck, why well, you?" Make fun of me because I'm saying it, it spawns the Hogan. He's using steroids. It spawns the right. it, it, it spawns the uh, 
the, the the Jesse Venturas. It definitely spawns the Rick Rudes. It probably even spawns a Val Venus. It it does it. You can think about all these guys that you know. Hello, ladies. It all spawns from from Superstar because oh, they yeah. were they were they were buffed, they were chiseled, and they knew it, and they weren't afraid to brag about it. And God, that, that's really Superstar's like, whole. He was so like commanding on the mic, like it was ridiculous. Like yeah, you would just. And- he it, just amazing, like just the way he would talk about people. He, we would always make fun of him, Craig and I, when he was commentating in like '88 and he was managing the Rock Don Morocco. Like we would just be like, "Oh, brother!" Like the, it was like he was. You listened to him; it didn't matter. Like when he interviewed, he was like, "Let me lay it oh, down brother. for you. Let me lay." And like he was just so like fuck. And like even as a heel, he was like, "You can't stand this. Look at this." And he would flex his bicep and kiss it. And he would just be like, "You can't touch this. You can't. That I'm too sweet to be sour. I'm the man of the hour." Like and you're like, "Fuck." Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, he was yeah. just huge. And you're like, "Uh, fuck." Like I gotta listen to him. I gotta like. And it was good awesome. that he got to be his face. Like when you said that earlier, Jesse wanted to be face when he was kind of commentator. During that time, and he was manager, like he was always kind of face at that point. So it's like I'm glad that he got that moment uh, of being I a face. I kind of sound like an asshole about this, but I think I think he wanted to be a face in WWWF because that's where the money was. I agree. The, yeah. faces, no. were, the yeah. faces were on top. Yeah, I think know? he was trying to think like, yeah, once he got the title taken and Backlund was champion, he wanted to be like, turn me face because I know you'll put it on me eventually. I'll, you'll put you know? me, yeah, yeah. and I'll be I'll be on top. Yeah, yeah I'll be on top. I won't so. just be like your heel champion, which back then he was champion, like I said, for 10 or 11 months, which was a record for a heel because nobody. But he wanted like that two, three year stint as a face yeah, on he top. To go he would have gotten, gotten some big money. That's where he was thinking. Oh, and yeah. At least that's what I think. I mean, well, then you would bring in the bigger guys, right? You would bring in the bigger giants to face him. And I think he was very interested in that. But I'm telling happen. you, it, is, it, it was, it, you know. Hogan before it's time. He's, I know, yeah. like when I say 70s and stuff, like a lot of people don't even know who he is anymore. I mean, like. You know, think we're too research. Oh, sorry. But I mean, look, just look at him. Really, like, there's so many things. Even though it's old footage, and you go back and you look at footage from the late '70s and stuff. Like, like, oh. But I mean, yeah, he just like there's so many things about him. I'm like, man, like he, he was looks just better than money. guys today, right now. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and you know he what? Was, like, and absolutely. I was money. just looking up as Jesse. You're talking right now. I was like, superstar Billy Graham. Like, rest in peace. Yeah, because he's been in no, he's so many kind of like critical, like needing surgeries, liver, steroid yeah. damage. Ever since we've known him since the '90s, he's. He's kicking. He's 77 yeah, he's years old, alive. born yeah. in 43. He had a liver Talk transplant in 02? No, when yeah. he, li- he had a liver, liver transplant. Oh, fuck. I don't remember what year. It was a while ago. I think I think he did a GoFundMe to pay for it or something. Yeah. No, uh, that was his hip, I want to say. It, oh, like, yeah, hip, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it was, right his hip, he yeah. had a liver transplant, I want to say, in 02, but I could be wrong. Um, And ten, about 10 years later, he went back. He had fibrosis of the liver again. Because of probably all the steroids he did. The body just, oh, the yeah. body's fucking. But the doctor said, you only have like a year or two left to live on this liver if you don't get another one. I don't believe he ever got another one and he's still alive. He's had a lot of hospitalizations from liver disease and stuff. But like, he's still alive. Like Craig said, it's 77. He did so much steroids. <laughs> I, no, I mean, I'm. it's kind of half funny, I, but you, you're right. It's, that but it's true. It's like, he oh my did God. so much steroids. And like he, I mean, he did so much that it deteriorated his hip. It killed his oh, liver. Yeah. Like all in one shot. It was just mm-hmm. like he's had. Yeah, he's had hip transplants. He had a liver transplant. He has he's no had more knee legs. surgeries. <laughs> Jesus, like Insane. this guy should have died five times in the last 20 years. And he's still going like he's still, he's still kicking. Why yeah. do you have all those zits on your back, Mr. Graham? Ah, like, shut up. up. <laughs> The sure. power is his brother, the, the better sweat. than yours. It's yeah, my zits will kick yours. It's look at the size of this back, brother. You see, and it's on Hulk yeah, Hogan's he was back, great. brother. He was no, really you didn't, great. brother. All right. Um, this is my favorite. This is the best. Goldust 
And it, it's interesting. We got we get WWF from 1995 to 1999, but honestly, his career in WWF slash E is much longer. A lot yeah. of it's just in the back and makes some appearances here and there. But until getting fired from WCW in 1995, Dustin had been using the Rhodes name. It was always associated with his father, Dusty Rhodes. Um, quite a big shadow to, to be standing in, uh, in more ways than one. Dustin Rhodes also helped develop his character to distance himself as far away from the Rhodes legacy as possible. This character was designed to elicit emotions from the fans by displaying homoerotic behavior, which is totally taboo by 1995 standards. Hell yeah. Uh, he often displayed ambiguous <laughs> yeah. sexual behavior when he did this. But, you know, here's the thing. You know, it, it, I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna put we're gonna put some video in here, and it's absolutely fantastic. And his lady at the time, I'll, I'll turn this just a bit. Marlena was a fantastic addition to that oh, character yeah. work. His um, real life she, wife, the real life wife yep. at the time, yep. uh, smoking you know smoking a cigar, looking dead gorgeous, all in gold, smoking just like Goldust. Um, Goldust would take on several personas of, of the character, in my opinion. Different makeup picks, the wig. Look at the robe he's wearing now. Um, and he would adapt through Goldust throughout the years to even tag with people like like Booker T. Like that, that sounds oh, so weird, but it was yeah. so amazing. It was great. Um, Goldust worked from any way to, to like anybody to Roddy Piper to the great wrestlers of even today. Um, D- uh, uh, Goldust has the most amazing power slam that you could ever yes. ask anyone to deliver. Goldust can work better than I would say 80, 90% of wrestlers out there. But he carried on this character persona that was so over the top. Um, and I, I can remember to this day, I know we've talked about this before, and I'm sorry if we've repeated it in past podcasts, but there was a time where I literally was, Goldust uh, was on was on SmackDown. It was somewhere around like 20, maybe 2014, 2015. And he put on this great match. And I can't remember who it was with anymore. It didn't matter. Probably with the Shield. Because him and I think uh, it was. Cody Rhodes yeah. were feuding with the Shield. Yeah, and and I pulled over and I was talking to Jess on the phone and I was like, I said, and we literally said, I said, was Goldust just ahead of his time? And Jess was like, absolutely, fucking literally he was. Look what he's doing now. The problem now is that he was close. I think he was he was cutting 40 almost at the time when he's wrestling these guys. He's even better now, though. I mean, he's better now than he was then. And the odd and, thing and was. Yeah, he was incredible. I had to pull over and talk about it. I was so excited about Goldust in 2014. And we're talking about him in yep. 1995 when he debuted this character. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I must secure the legend. I must live up to the name. When uh, when and then when the Attitude Era came around in like ninety seven ninety eight, he actually lost steam because everything was so chaotic in Jerry Springer yeah. that Goldust actually he was blended tamed in. Compared to it, was, it was weird. <laughs> it's so odd to say that if you really watched him in ninety five and ninety six, that was crazy shit, and yes. it pushed every homophobic button in people that had that in their souls. It pushed it on purpose, and I think Vince was just really trying to push that to get people to come out. Obviously, but I didn't. Think so he's androgynous. Ad- I think it had an adverse effect. I don't think people wanted to come out and see Goldust for that. Vince's hope was like he wanted to prey on people's hate. Legitly, if you hate that lifestyle, come out and buy a ticket and watch him get his ass kicked. But I don't think it worked ah, out. Ah, I think ah. that when you deal with real life rage like that, and there was a lot of people, and there still is now that don't like that lifestyle and really have hate in their hearts. I don't think that that does not translate to box office, unfortunately. I think that when it's a light issue, like telling your boss to fuck off, then they will buy tickets and come out. But when it's a 
really come and watch this guy get beat up because he leads a lifestyle that you don't like or you don't approve or might be against your religious standards. I think people are like, I'm not coming out for that shit. Fuck that guy. No. And I think that was the visceral response that Goldust got was people hated him. And like, it didn't lead to box office. It led to, I'm not saying he hurt business. I'm just saying at the time, it, that's why the character is ahead of its time and it didn't get over at the time. People were not ready for that. People in the locker room, didn't like Goldust character. They loved Dustin the person, but they did not like his character. Uh, uh, also, wasn't kid friendly appropriate. There either, was a so. lot of really I'm sure there was a lot of parents. I'm sure a lot of parents are like, ah, yeah. you're right, but it's there's a huge difference from for some reason when you cross that sexual line. You know what I mean? Like, I think that is for some reason that's the line. I'm not saying I agree with it or made the line. Yeah. When you cross that line, but you're right though. Yes, you're correct. A lot of people didn't like Stone Cold, but you know that's a what? You, you you'll you'll sneak behind your parents' back to watch Austin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it's go to yeah. a friend's house or whatever. Yeah, same I don't thing. know if a lot of people are sneaking past their parents' back to watch Gold Dust get beat up because no. it was such a real and kids don't understand what homosexuality was. So, but they always made sure they pulled back. He was kind of ambiguous, really. And did, did you hear the the story? I I want to say Russo told it, and some people did back it up. They considered, and it wasn't actually going to happen, but yeah. in a boardroom, in a meeting, they considered letting oh, Marlena man. wear a prosthetic penis so you could see a bulge. So that way it further played into, is he gay? <laughs> is he not yeah. gay? That would have been funny. It, it never came. It, they didn't have it manufactured or anything well, like there that. Was, there was that, you know? He was going to get breasts too, too, right? Yes, yeah, that's Dustin it. Yeah. Was, he, hey, he made he a actually joke, offered. but he was serious. He's like, I'll get breast implants if you want. Like, And there's a story too about that. Ahmed, right? Oh, no. Remember when him and Ahmed were feuding? And I think it was something where, like, Ahmed told him in the back, like, don't you kiss me for real or something like that. <laughs> he stuck his tongue down his throat, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and then he got pissed. So there was a, really? yeah, there was a scene I, I where something that. happened in the match with each other. I think it was right before, because Ahmed was like he was doing a mouth Good on Dustin. Fuck him. Yeah, Ahmed ended up beating Dustin for the IC title, or for Goldust. And I think to yeah. set up their feud, something happened to Ahmed where he got stretchered out and he got knocked out. So Goldust came back and he was like, mm, let me give him mouth to mouth. And so he totally rubbed his fucking like Ahmed's unconscious and leaned in and, and French kissed yeah. the fuck out of Ahmed Johnson. I mean, tongue in his mouth, left gold paint on Ahmed. So when Ahmed it's got understandable up, why Ahmed would be yeah, he was, Ahmed was supposed to go on a, like it's a tear to find him. Ahmed was pissed. Yeah. I mean, legitimately, oh, yeah. he picked that stretcher up and fucking threw it like it was yeah, a feather. Yeah, he was mad. And he, he, didn't he punch the door and like bend it or some crazy shit? Like, yeah, he, did he went crazy nuts stuff. and he was like fucking yelling and screaming like Utah was legit. Like, Ahmed was super pissed. Like, yeah, I mean, it was, he did a lot. Scott Hall, uh, Razor, never liked he didn't like that, yeah. because of that. Yeah, Razor because didn't like it at all. He would do the move where he would get behind him, like that, you know, yeah. when they would trade wrestling yeah. moves, and, and the wrestler would reverse it and get behind you in a waist lock, and Goldust would run his hands up their chest and be, and you know, like, do a sexual yeah. move towards him. And Scott Hall was like, I don't like that at all. I hate it. Like, I, I don't think, you know, it's like, I'm not saying they're good or bad people for not embracing homosexuality. No, because I, I homosex, you know, but no, you don't know. No, Scott, Scott Hall's childhood. Who knows what he went through? And I yeah. think right. I believe he did. Right. Like there are reasons yes. for. Yeah, you know what? I think you're right. Well, I know Jake did, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, Scott, I don't know. Yeah, it's understandable but, why they wouldn't want it in the ring, though. I mean, it's the same reason as uh, you know, I don't care it, for Jerry well, Ryan. That's why we're it's talking just, about him, right? Like he was yeah, ahead of exactly. his time, and and it's so funny when the time came, which was only like three years later, he blended in. And like he yeah. just kind of faded away. It wasn't like so taboo anymore. When May Young is fucking shitting out hands, you know, yeah. like yeah, uh, Goldust for some odd reason, was, Goldust uh, doesn't seem very was, you know controversial anymore. It was the work he was doing later on, you know, yes. like some of the shield Afterwards. and with yeah. with Booker T and, and those backstage antics and yeah, being able to wrestle for one, but also 
having a ton of fun in the back. And uh, when I can't remember how, but he got hit with a cattle prod, I think, and he, he developed the stutter the whole time. Yeah, he got shocked. He got shocked with the cattle prod. He got shocked. No, no. That's right. It was like an electrical he, setup in the back, and he touched it or something like that. Yeah, and, it and he was like, him, yeah, yeah and, he would, and he would and he would stutter, and it was just and it was uh, it was genius. I remember yeah. the the funniest vignettes though, or the promos or skits, whatever, were him and Booker. Oh, yeah, oh, God, yeah. When they were Darth Booker Vader. Remember so when well, The Rock yeah. would come in and cut promos? Kenobi, and they had the Star they, they Wars be, They would be kind of like friendly fighting, like Goldust and yeah. Booker, and then The Rock would come in, and then you just see Goldust in the background, and he would like try to mock The Rock. Remember he painted his eyebrow yes. on him higher? Yeah. Fucking no, yes. Oh, God, it's so good. And then like he would every time The Rock would make a joke, he would shake his head and start rubbing himself, and The Rock, they would both stop talking, and he would just start like rubbing his nipples, and then The Rock yeah. looked at him, he's like, what are you doing? Like it's so great. Like you both us, like I, I was just. I'm sorry. I was just like it's so. I got, I got, yeah, I got I mean, excited. Huh? If it, that's a, it's a gimmick that from the the Rhodes family, and there is something to the to the rumor and to the 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 the, the theory that like everything Vince did was wanting to destroy the Rhodes family, like putting polka dots on <laughs> Dusty, on Dusty and giving this to Goldust. But and both of those Cody guys Stardust. Yeah. still hit it out of the park. This is a this is something that could have destroyed Dustin Rhodes forever, and he had the courage to do it. To give his all to do it, and to to kind of to come out and twist the character and reinvent it to where the dude Dustin has been wrestling since 1988. It's been 33 years, and he's still actually putting on good matches in AEW. It's still the formula of the character too. And he's st- in, in, yeah, uh, the right face now, paint, the bodysuit. He's still yeah, relevant. At, from his promos to to he's worked with everybody. Like he's been through trials and tribulations from his wife to. His demons yeah. and like the that dude like the the courage on him to do this gimmick and to shove it into his face and then I guess Vince to still protect him for many years and like to still let him kind of uh, be be around for so long because maybe it was a reward for doing this gimmick and the and the damage and the danger it could have done to him during a time when it wasn't accepted like he broke some ground like um he, like I mean a, he, he had, had, he had to go all the way with it you, you can't do the character like this and be half assed about it that's for sure right. Dustin Rose's legacy episode may be on the way is all yeah. I'm saying. Hey, there's and, one thing and, to do gorgeous George that, like, there's one thing to do down, Adrian Adonis and then there's this yeah. there's the gold dust <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but if you if you strip no no if you strip him down honestly like just take the face paint off take the wig off take everything off Dustin Rhodes even early when I first saw him you know like when he went to WCW and made his name there is a extremely talented professional wrestler yeah boy can yeah. And he is no i mean question. really like it, i can't that phrase to me like holds a lot of weight still he's really good at what he does oh, and yeah. he he could have easily flopped in the shadow of Rhodes. how many sons and daughters of people have we seen that are not good at all and you got Rhodes. dustin is like in that short list of people that i'm like shit like you can like, argue Rude. the boys you can argue the boys did it better and that's and that's yeah, tough saying because Dusty, Dusty Rhodes is, is an icon. Phenomenal. His charisma yeah. is so huge, but Dustin like was tall and you know a good looking kid and like yeah. he just he was he could move in there and he could fly around and he was so athletic and he even was as gold dust. Like even when I watched him, I loved him in WCW. I loved Dustin Rhodes, the natural. Like I thought he was yeah. great. I thought he came out of his father's shadow there. But when he went that's to true. WWF and I watched him as Goldust, I loved everything he did as Goldust in 95, 96 because it was different. But I was like, oh, he's a good wrestler, too. I yeah. love good wrestlers. I always have. Did he fall out with his dad because of the Goldust character? Why did he fall uh, out with his dad for a while? I don't know. I don't know that to be true. I think but that is the rumor. That is the rumor. Yeah. There's yeah. probably always more to it because I don't think yeah. my Dusty would kind of care. I mean, 
shit he's been yeah. through. He wore he wore polka dots. I mean, come on, did he really well, care? Right, the gimmicks going, he's made people do. Yeah, I get yeah. to go to I, he gets to go to WWF, which is like really the number yeah. one promotion at the time. Like, like I don't think Dusty was yeah. like disappointed. Dad, you invented yeah. a battle royal in a steel cage where you had to get out. The stupid the stampede. Yeah. Shut up, Dad. <laughs> I'm gonna go be gold. Uh, shut up. Oh yeah, but yeah, I mean, so I he's the, he's the crown jewel to me of this episode because he really was ahead of his time. That that I vacuum, love those, man. you know, yeah. that vacuum, and then they turned him face in like '97 and tried to make him sympathetic, which I do appreciate. They really did try to do it, and I think that almost like derailed him in a sense because, you know, they tried to make like more. They talked about their daughter and that he was, you know, they were married actually, and I was like, well, yeah, like. The character, I didn't want to know too much. The beautiful thing about Goldust was you didn't know. Even though yeah. he would do stuff, it's like, is he doing stuff to push buttons? Or is he doing stuff because he's really that? He he, he was their Marilyn stuff. Manson. What can I say? Yeah, like, you know, but he would <laughs> That's never, so but good. He would never he tell you. He was Marilyn Manson. That's what he yeah, was. Yeah, and on top well of that, in his promos, Goldust would never tell you on purpose. He would always keep you guessing. Like, I just like what I like, and I do this and that. Well, are you this? I'm not anything. I'm... I'm gold dust like and it was just kind of like oh like it was a, such a cool character I think when they tried to humanize him under the gold paint that's you where they kind that. of lost him and then they yeah. went remember he came didn't he wear a gag ball in like 98 when he yeah, was he Luna? Did. like he came yep. down wearing like a g-string like a gag ball and shit like that like it was just weird like it was just really weird it, it just didn't work out after that but those two prime years mm -hmm. 95 96 he was he was something special. He was just a different. And, I, I, dare I, I say, he got, I, he got better in the 2010 era. Yeah, I, yeah. Like when he came to the shield, wrestlers great. ever. Yeah, like you know, and, and I still think, brought and still brought it home after 2010. And yeah. they stole the show at WrestleMania 12. Him and Piper, the backlot brawl was like uh, that, was stole the show. Yeah. that was awesome. That's that still really a fun. vivid yeah. image in my head going yeah, to your house job. and watching that. Yeah, it, Dustin, Piper you know, was like when Piper would mount him on that gold Cadillac and start punching him. It was like. Knuckles to the forehead, and like yes. you saw Dustin's face you saw, bleed. Up. Yeah, like, Jesus yep. Christ! Like, yeah, you get bumpy. Hey, D I Dustin, really was, Dustin was honored to do it. You know, and he was a big boy. Oh, God, oh, yeah. Dustin's like what six five, yeah. six right. six. Like, he's yeah, a big, oh my gosh. big guy. Bunkhouse, the bunkhouse match in the truck when he got fired because he realized how stupid it was, and he had to blade in the truck to make it kind of somewhat interesting with the no blood yeah. rule. Yes, I know we're yeah. going completely off topic, but like we're this no, is, no, this is becoming a legacy. But yeah, but that's that's gold dust in a. Yeah, and in a nutshell, I mean, he, he changed everything. So hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. And don't forget, we are also part of the WrestleHub family, all about wrestling podcast. Catch them at the WrestleHub on YouTube and Instagram. This is Dave, Jess, Cuz, and Craig with the OWP. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs> Chips were going at a rate of 80 because of your own weekend originally.
might as well always swallow your own victimized you. To those who wish to defeat, and not the stream. It's them.